Welcome to Hannibal's Horny Hibachi and Season 3. We are a weekly dinner party that watches and discusses an episode of Brian Fuller's Hannibal. I am Sonia, your friendly neighborhood true crime nerd. Let's go around the table and introduce the rest of the party. Hi, my name is Celeste. I'm an artist, a nerd, and I'm new to Hannibal. Hi, I'm JJ. I'm a local filmmaker, local nerd, and the fanable of the three. And this week we watched Dolce, which first aired July 9th, 2015. This episode, we hang on to our heads. <laughs> this is a really gross episode. <laughs> I know, there's like, you think there couldn't be more blood, but nope. Oh, there's, there's so much blood. Uh, like, like, I actually have a note in here saying, like, this was actually worse than anything in the previous seasons. Like, we'll get to the scene I'm talking about. But, mm. <laughs> okay. Um, so, <laughs> I really do like that, like, the just the position, like, the the reuse of imagery in this, in this in the season. I really like that Hannibal was on the same bridge where Jack left. Bella's ashes. Mm. I think it's probably the only path to get where he was going, but still, I really like the symbolism of that. And also, how did no one freak out seeing a blood-covered man who was obviously injured walking through? Yeah, it was like well, it's early morning, time. right? Mm. It was but it was night, it like super early. It kind of looks like maybe nine a.m. You know, with are. with how high the sun is, but it's also summer mm. in Florence, so the sun's probably up at like seven. No, like six thirty a.m. You know, well, I never been so you wouldn't. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm using. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm using regular reference of summertime, where mm. the sun will come up as early as like what six o'clock in the morning mm. in the summer. So it's possible that. Uh, oh, that's yeah, true. That's probably there was like a golden, like orangey hue. To yeah, the so it's just a throwaway to just yeah. That's probably what's happening. And there was like a scene where he was like, I don't know if he was setting his bone or something. Like he was leaning against the wall. I think he was what, like wrapping something around his leg to stop the bleeding. Oh yeah, like I think that's what it was. He was just wrapping the tourniquet. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And shout out to Hannibal in the bath. That was a really, really nice scene. <laughs> just the water dripping. <laughs> but like, does no one shower in Europe? That's my question. Like everyone seems to be taking a bath this season. No it's uh, cheaper to take a bath, actually. Mm. I don't want to swim in my. Well, own actually, that's funny. <laughs> it depends on the water not like the nozzle of the water coming out. I think here in the america our nozzles are, are very generous with the water mm. but in, the, in europe they're actually it'd be like a trickle so it makes more sense to have a bath so it would take okay. like two years for the bath to fill up <laughs> yeah. plus it's, it's really old school in lots of parts of uh, europe mm-hmm. people are just used to bathing so it's just they, they like to pamper themselves i guess properly. so like they they view bathing a little differently than we do you know they probably have like all those like nice scented oils they'd use in the bath too. Probably. Mm-hmm. Candlelights. Plus, plus, I think it's just pra- a practical thing. <laughs> in his apartment, that's all there is is a bathtub. So yeah, and I really like that it's a copper bathtub. It's like some sort of something out of freaking um, Sherlock Holmes, Jack the Ripper type thing. Like it's a, such an old school thing. Like who has copper bathtubs? Oh my god, I just I didn't even notice that. It is a copper bathtub. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's like it's... how risky is that? Any any um jolt of, of electricity, <laughs> he's screwed. <laughs> Wow, he doesn't just play risky everywhere else. <laughs> He's risky. He likes taking bathtub. his life into his own hands. Yeah. So we finally get to see Will get to Florence and he meets Ooh, up with Jibiche. Can I mention oh, something ahead. with like the whole bathtub? Because, you know, um, what is her name again? Uh, Bedelia. Bedelia. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, I'm kind of drunk. <laughs> Bedelia. Yes, yes. Um... Like, that could have been her chance to get away from Hannibal, mm. to even finish his life, because he was, like, in the bathtub, like, he's, like, you know... He's, he's injured. He's injured. He's, like, barely awake. I was, like, she could have just left him there. Or, free. like, or put his wounds, like, in really bad states, because she was, like, uh, administering, like, medical stuff to him, and, yeah, like... I, like, she knows his intentions of her, and yet she still kind of... I think she's into it. Like, I think this whole episode, we finally see where her allegiances lie in ter- with, with him. Well, I think um, it's probably still a little bit of Stockholm Syndrome, too. It's oh, just... Yeah. Mm. Not completely, but her survival lays in, you know... Him as a weird ally, at least in this weird bubble that they're in. Mm-hmm. She needs to keep him, uh, word, placid. Yeah, and well, and it's it's become apparent, too, that when people come after him, no one ever gets him. Mm-hmm. I think she, like, is in that, is like a weird self-preservation thing, mm-hmm. too. 
But if I were Jack, I would have beat up Will too and shipped his ass back to America. Or like, I really hate <laughs> Will this episode because he's such a liability. It's like, uh, he's not really thinking things through. Huh? Yeah, he's not yeah. thinking things through. And I was talking about this off mic before we started. I was reading a lot of TV tropes pages about like recaps about these episodes and finally realized why I didn't like the Europe seasons. Mm. And I think it was just because um, they specified that these these episodes have polarized the fandom because the people who came in for, like, the crime and the the cool psychological aspects don't get get it so much in these seasons because it's more Mm. about Hannibal and Will. Which I was didn't didn't show up for. I'm like I'm not here for idiots in love. Like <laughs> let me see him kill a guy. <laughs> so yeah, I want to play Call of Duty Killer Man. You already get that enough in rom coms. <laughs> yeah, just like it just bothers. Which is weird because like I mentioned it previously, but like um, I do love weird pairings in this fandom. Like one of my weird weirdest favorite pairing is Chilton and um and Gideon. That's like my favorite pairing in this fandom. <laughs> like what they're even more fucked up than Will and and Hannibal and I'm just like and I love Hanagram in other forms like I just don't know why I don't get it with this one I think it's just because everybody annoys me with it Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm gonna (laughs) I'm gonna pause people for a second okay I didn't watch the episode today because she's been busy with her with her amazing career thank you Uh, so I'm playing the episode in the background for myself and I totally forgot Hannibal and Bedelia kissed yeah which I think should I think confirm that they actually have been you know, getting it on. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that conf- I think that that clinches it. Mm-hmm. It's just a kiss, but still, it was the, a pretty like it was pretty intimate, uh, like as as like as gentle as it was, and you know, just kind of touch and go. I thought it was like an awkward looking kiss. It was awkward, but her mouth was like wide open when she like went in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really think. Uh, I think that's it. That's, well, that's, that's yeah. Well, Bedelia and Hannibal talking about eating her was really, really freaking erotic. I'm like, oh, right. please stop falling in love with the creepy guy. <laughs> like, like, I'm just standing in the background like, oh. Well, that's always the weird thing, eh? Like, half the time it's a double entendre. A lot of that stuff, it's both cannibalism and sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> well, it's like that, um, it's like vampires, right? Like, cause they, mm. like, the whole metaphor about vampires is about sex. Like, I was actually listening to a podcast, uh, Laser Time, they're talking about Dracula. Mm. and there's this whole scene where they're talking about uh bella lugosi and ed wood where he's like yeah if you want to get with your girl take her to see dracula something to do with the blood having to do with like uh childbirth (laughs) Childbirth. (laughs) disgusting stuff and i'm like Mm. like, it's still the same thing too with cannibalism because like one of the euphemisms for like oral sex is eating somebody right so it's like it's just funny to me that they keep getting so purple with their prose in the show. <laughs> mm, yeah. It's very purple prosy this episode. I, I mentioned that later. But. I feel like this was the gayest episode yeah. so far. <laughs> I know, right? We need to get our goo goo eyes back to Virginia people. Yeah, it's like if you weren't sure before, you know it now. <laughs> There's gay undercoats. There's, There's so lies. much gay undercoats in this. Episode. Well, and it's something I, like I was going to bring it up later, but I think it's a good time now. I think it bo- like it bothers me that um, spoiler if you haven't seen the episode, uh, I it bothers me that they can show such an explicit scene of Elena and Margot getting it on, which I enjoy. Uh, <laughs> they, can, they can show such an explicit scene, but they still have to be so coy with the relationship between Hannibal and Will. That bothers me because I'm like, oh yeah, like uh, hot chicks making out, yeah, let's show them scissoring sort of stuff like that. And like they can't, even, they can't even let Hannibal and Will make out. They just have to do the look thing. You know what I mean? Like they can't even touch hands. Like, like they can't. Like they're about to kiss in like the in the gallery. Like they were so close. I know. I know. And it bothers me because I'm like, okay, so two women could make out like full on nude in yeah. the show, but we can't have Mads Mikkelsen and Hugh Dancy like bump sticks. I know it's really weird. I mean, I remember <laughs> I was. Um, I was reading an article about that once, and they're saying, how come we're so fine, like, we're okay with seeing uh, women in full nude, you know, boobs and bush and everything, and, you know, we can't see a man's penis. Yeah. And it's like, we're fine with seeing women, you know, get it on, but we're not fine with two men getting it on. It's like, or or we're fine with heterosexual with a dude with a girl, you know, it's like, it's this weird but again it might speak to the whole thing where like over over half 
film industry is run by men. Yeah, so, yeah and they don't want to see that. So well, and you, like, like a, a movie can be PG thirteen and still have like a woman fully nude in it. The second you have a dick in a movie, like it's an NC seventeen almost almost automatically. Like yeah. it can't even be like visible at all. Like you can't even see the shadow. Like they actually in the in the movie Red Dragon when uh, Ralph Fiennes is running around, they actually had to digitally darken his crotch so you couldn't see anything. Mm. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, it's like calm down. It's just a penis. It's just yeah. what, it reminds me of high school. My friend, uh, we went to watch the Sex and the City movie, mm. and there's like a scene where you like see like a brief glance of a guy's penis, and she's like, "I don't think I've ever seen like a penis in a movie before." This, <laughs> is, this, this is great. <laughs> what's, what's the first penis you ever saw in a movie? <laughs> Probably that. <laughs> My, the first penis I ever saw in a movie was Ewan McGregor's in uh, Velvet Goldmine. Yeah. <laughs> What? Yeah. Tell me more about this movie. <laughs> so, Velvet Goldmine is about this. It's it's slightly based on David Bowie, mm. and Ewan McGregor plays an Iggy Pop ish character. And there's a whole scene where he jumps around, like after he takes off his pants, and he's not wearing underwear or anything. So yeah, like everything is out. How old is this uh, movie? It's not too old. It was like from like 1999 or something. Okay. Well, it's like 20 years ago. <laughs> Oh my god, don't make, uh, it made me feel so old. But it had, like, it had the best soundtrack, but yeah, I think I've seen Ian McGregor's penis more than anybody else's, so. That was terrible. <laughs> I to be I'm thinking really hard trying to figure out where uh, I've seen a penis. <laughs> well, it's, like, uh, Game of Thrones is a really good example of, like, how they, how pussyfooting they are about penises because like they were gonna show Gedry's penis when he was having sex with uh what you call Melisandre and they show the root of it and just like as they're pulling down the pants and you look like it's gonna go and then they they cut away and I was like (laughs) 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 and they showed like a freaking um Hordor's penis for some reason (laughs) and I was like geez come on show the Mm. hot guy's body for once (laughs) well have you guys watched Game Over on Netflix Mm -mm. there was like a lot of penises Mm -hmm. in that movie like Maybe too much penis. <laughs> uh, you know what? If I really think about it, there's two movies. I don't know. People might have to correct me. It's either Excalibur or Conan the Barbarian. I don't know if there's penises in it, but I remember watching those movies when I was really young. I, really I shouldn't know. have been watching them. But. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, was Native household, hooray. Because uh, I saw Conan the, uh, Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer. Man, I love Conan the Destroyer. That's one of my favorite movies ever. It's terrible. But uh, Grace Jones plays a really badass character in that movie. Oh, so cool. But anyway. But anyway. <laughs> but I really love this episode for Mason and Cordell. I know, right? Again, talking about gay. That whole, like, feeding him yeah. scene in the beginning. It's like, Jesus. It's <laughs> like, do you always want to be alone? That's, like, that was the thing I also wanted to mention in a previous uh, podcast, but I just completely forgot. Was, yeah, the, the, the talking between Cordell and uh, Mason half the time is very... It's yeah, it's got that uh, homoerotic uh, undertones, the way they're talking. <laughs> well, yeah, and uh, um, so Cordell is cooking for Mason to prepare him to eat Hannibal. So they're co- he's cooking things to get Han- Mason used to the idea of eating somebody. So like eating bone, um, bony meat and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to ask the, the table, is there a sane culinary person in this universe? Like everybody seems to be out to cook human meat on the show. It's like, mm. I really want to go to a Wendy's, you guys. <laughs> like, but it's probably, um, it's like everyone's out to cook human beings. But like how sexual was that uh, shot of um, that fantasy of Masons of uh, Hannibal on the table? Yeah, the Peking Hannibal yeah, is what like, I call it. Uh, like talk about fantasy, the fact that Mason's even walking in it. Yeah. And then what I love is he uses two fingers, yeah. right? To like do that stuff and then he, you know, licks it and I was like, God, could you do that any more erotic? And it's just yeah. like This is what I wrote. The Peking Hannibal looks horrifying because the creep it's one of the grosser images on the show filled with gross things. Because mm. I, I like the look of freaking Hannibal's eyes. I know, right? That was the creepiest thing I'd ever seen. It almost like, looks like a weird uh what's that one there's a way you can cook a fish almost intact mm-hmm. and it almost looks like that because that's what also uh, that cloudiness happens to fish eyes after you cook them or boil them or something uh, and that's what it looked like to me right away and i was like it's like, <laughs> like i'm just like praying this is all from uh <laughs> just people taking the inspiration from real food yeah exactly. animals <laughs> to yeah. get that look well because like um <laughs> how does mass feel seeing this huge 
Per, like him and effigy creatures. I know, right? Sometimes I always get, I always wonder about that when people see themselves on screen afterwards or actors or whatever. And it's yeah. like, how do people react to that seeing themselves, huh, I'm dead. But then I figure it's probably the same thrill I get that I probably think I'll get playing a dead person if, yeah. I ever, <laughs> if I'm ever so lucky. <laughs> Playing somebody on a slab. Oh, but I really don't like weird that uh, Mason is eating things that are obviously going to choke him if Cordell wasn't there. That was weird. <laughs> it's yeah. like, why are you feeding him steaks? Like, he's going <laughs> to choke on that. Yeah. I think he's just trying to prepare uh, Mason for the inevitable. Probably. Like, it's a weird kind of uh, conditioning. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, that's what they did in, um, not to mention Game of Thrones again, but to mention Game of Thrones, like, uh, so in the first season, uh, Daenerys has to eat a heart of a horse. She didn't want this. <laughs> she has to eat the heart of a horse and to prove that she can carry, like, their, their foretold prophesied son. Right, right. And so they make her practice. Because, like, if she eats a heart, like, raw, it's going to make her throw up. So mm-hmm. she she spends, like, two months trying to do it. And I'm like, man, that's hardcore. Like, cause Ooh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's really gross. But, <laughs> but yeah, that image of the peaking Hannibal was... Like, I'm putting my head, to, like, a cold glass to my head because it's, like, haunting <laughs> my memories, basically. Just the eyes. That was the worst part. Ugh. I was just, like, seeing that, like, the burnt skin, too. Uh, super gross. Kudos to props, though, because if it literally makes us, like, go... <laughs> <laughs> then they made, they did a good job. <laughs> well, and it was it. Um, sorry, uh, Mason in his PJs is a really awesome look. The hair, and I also really love and shout out to Hugh Dancy for going to a con dressed as that version of Mason. I'm like, when did Mason wear PJs? And then I'm like, oh, that's that's Hugh Dancy's costume at a con. Oh yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he went to his, uh, Mason in those jammies. Aww. I think it was probably the same like costume. Like, but I guess he was kind of like, what's the comfiest cosplay I can do? And someone probably went. PJs. Be Mason in his PJs. And he was like, okay. Did he like, do like the whole, like the... Not, not the face no, thing, no. no he just no. wore the, the PJs. No. Let me see if I can find it. Hold on. Talk amongst the cells. Okay, where, where are we? Cordell being a bad medical person. Hold <laughs> You dancey. Yeah, like that's, again, like talking about the homoeroticism between those two. It's an interesting power dynamic, right? Because physically, Cordell has all the power. Mm-hmm. But mentally and financially, Mason has all the power. Why are you making this sound like a, an S and M thing? <laughs> well, so that's the yeah, point. Yeah. That's the point. I'm, that's the point it's I'm like, making. Did it turn on over here? It's a. It's a <laughs> <laughs> is that what that smell is? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I brought the picture. Okay, hold on. Oh, okay, but anyway, on. that's an interesting dy- dynamic I noticed with this whole thing. Aw, he looks cute. Nice to meet yeah, that's the one. Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> he's, so cute. he's so short. You forget how <laughs> I saw him really short your dancey is. You can put him in your pocket. <laughs> how short is he? He's like five. I think he's like uh, five seven or five eight. I know he's like probably um, the same height as Tom Cruise. He's the same height as me. <laughs> well, yeah, like for for a guy, he he seems kind of short, but he's actually not short. Short. He's yeah, not, he's, he's not like bad. Average. Yeah. I guess. he's about average. Yeah. I'm trying to find it because they, uh, they're they giving me meters. I'm like, I know we're in Canada, but don't give me meters. 5'9". Mm-hmm. That's not true. Because I saw him. 5'9 in- with shoes, maybe. Yeah, 5'9 <laughs> in his bra. Okay, let me see. Oh, hold on. I can't find it. Hold on. I'm going to try. 5'9 with his hair curly. 180 centimeters. <laughs> Uh, okay. but, uh, but can we talk about how cool Oana's makeup is this episode? I really, really, if anybody knows, what what lipstick is she wearing? Because it's like, it's like blood red. I, I thought it might be uh, Kat Von D's Damned, like her liquid lipstick. But I think it might be a MAC. I don't know, like I, I'm talking like I'm a freaking YouTuber here. But like, if anybody <laughs> knows, please let me know. I really want to get that color. It looks really cool. And I really love that suit she's wearing with the like cut, uh, like the low cut boob mm. thing. That was so cool. I know that's like my dream. If I ever do a red carpet, and I can like totally. Um, sorry, I got bread in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, one second. And that's a fantasy of mine. If I ever get to do like a legit red carpet for something of that I made, uh, I want a custom uh, suit like that with that nice low cut right in the front, and just be like, yes. <laughs> I'm the power behind this. <laughs> you got that one too. Thank you. That's my dream, but I want like a custom like suit. So it actually mm. fits. Yeah. Something that actually fit me perfectly. Yeah. Someday. It's like the popping of the bo- the chest. There. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, I don't have much of a chest, so I have to, <laughs> to pop it up. 
Well, but the, uh, I mentioned this already, but the dialogue is getting really purple prosy this season, in this episode. Purple prosy. Like, um, Anne Rice after editing. Before, after she stopped getting an editor. So, like, it's really, like... Oh. It's, re- it's really... Really metaphoric for no reason and stuff It's really like. poetic. It's really just mm. a little... Laying it on a little thick. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. come on, get to the point. <laughs> like, like, but I'm with you. I want, let's cage Hannibal and throw Will from trains. That's what I want to do. Like, that's all I want. And I love how Bedelia has her alibi in a safe space in case Hannibal is screwing her over or in the event of him leaving her. Like, she hid it, right? Like, yeah, she did. She hid it, like, hid his drugs that he used on Miriam Lass in, like, uh, like some sort of pipe, I think. I can't tell. It looks like a vent to me. Yeah. Uh, a little yeah. old school vent. Because <laughs> it's really high. It might be, like, a... It might be, like, a newer addition, and that's the only place they could do it without compromising the history of that building. Air intake, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. But I don't know how some of those old buildings work. Like, even being in New Zealand, their buildings are kind of... Fashioned a little bit over, like, like European buildings, right? Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Colonized. <laughs> but yeah, like, I was literally, like, in this one, like, uh, vacation beach house, and I was just, like, so British. Here. <laughs> <laughs> just the way some of the pipes were set up, and I was just, like, that's weird. Oh, yeah, it's weird seeing newer, like, older buildings. Like, I went to Boston, like, a few years ago, and, like, seeing the older building, like, because uh, Canada's pretty new. Like, our city is, like maybe 150 years ago. It's like more of the turn of the century that it started really getting... Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) It's the why. Because apparently Winnipeg was the place to be. It was like Toronto or Vancouver. Yeah, it was like Chicago. In the the 20s or 30s or something, Mm -hmm. Winnipeg was a hub. And then, yeah, it started petering off around the 50s and 60s. Well, because it's the rivers, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was the meeting place. Yeah. yeah, a lot of uh, really big luminaries came here in the in the in the twenties. Like uh, freaking uh, who wrote Sherlock Holmes? Um, I can't remember. Fleming? No, uh, Sherlock Holmes. What's his face? The I, movie? No, the uh, the book. Ar- the Arthur Conan Doyle. Uh, oh here, wait, Fleming right? is 007, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Ian Fleming wrote Double Seven. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> like, but yeah, like he was British. Here. Leave me alone. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton, um, Fay Ray, uh, Claire Bow. Like a bunch of people in vaudeville were 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 visitors to the city, and like it's pretty young the city, and so it's really bizarre to me to go to an older city like New York or Boston. Mm. I haven't been to Europe or anything, but to see that type of ancientness is really creepy to me because I'm like it's it's like something out of a movie. Huh. I wouldn't mind checking that out myself because the only place I have traveled to was Vegas, and that's like the the main the area. Place. Like that's like the newest place you can go to. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pretty cool because like uh, I remember when we went to I went to Salem. Massachusetts. Mm. <laughs> I like saying it like a book's funny. I know Salem too. Isn't that a lovely little Salem place? Salem is pretty cool. It. Yeah, I really want to go there during Halloween because like it's beautiful. Oh, I know, right? Oh, it's gorgeous, and they, like all the old timey like uh, like uh, tombstones that they have there. Mm. They also have huge signs that say "Don't go into the, don't do weird things in the graveyard." Yeah. Sign the Salem town. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, come on, throw us a bone. <laughs> please don't do weird. Don't things. do it. Because <laughs> yeah, they have people come over for like. I even had my fortune told while I was there. That was fun. <gasps> oh, cool. Great time. Did it come true? Uh, I can't remember what she told me. I, I remember she was talking about colors. Like my colors are orange. Apparently, I'm still waiting for my tarot read from New Orleans to come true. <laughs> it takes time. It I takes know it takes time. time, but still, it's like hurry up. <laughs> but I, um, I really, it really fucking killed me this episode when Will was talking about Hannibal's hot darkness. I was like, yeah. Stop talking about know, it. Right? It's like holy, just, it's like a dog, a do- hot darkness of Hannibal's mind. I know he's almost like oh. intellectually saying. I'm thirsty. <laughs> I swear, anytime he talks about him, like I know what he's actually saying. But yeah. Half the time, that's that's that feels like the underlying. Like, yeah, this is, I'm thirsty. I'm sure calling my butt that. Hot <laughs> 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 It was such a good line. Who wrote this episode? I think it was probably. Uh, I'll look it up in a second. But um, I think Bedelia, like it's really clear that Bedelia really wants to be eaten by an animal. Like, ooh. like so. I think it's more like uh, she knows it's coming. Yeah, so she, yeah, she can't fight yeah. it. Like so it she's feels bracing like bracing herself. Yeah, right. she's already she's like making up her mind. Like she can buy herself another day. She can buy herself another day, and it's just even though there's always this glimmer of hope that you hope that you can live and survive Hannibal. Once every day that Hannibal lives is another day that you might not. So. I was wondering about the drugs that she takes. 
when I saw that scene, I thought mm. maybe that's how she coped. Yeah, kind of heroin. that's what I thought first. Like the very first time I watched mm. the show, that's what I thought. I thought it was just a way of her coping. Yeah, and that was her way of like it's stronger than wine. <laughs> <'Cause she's always laughs> yeah, drinking. she like tripped that like right away. Yeah, yeah. wine is not useful now. No, Cheney wrote this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I agree. I totally thought it was a coping mechanism, <laughs> but I think uh, the canon thought now was her way of. Uh, it probably is half a coping, but it's also half uh, an alibi for because she knows people are coming. Yeah, so. notice yeah. that as well. That's why she was saying, like, I read about it on the TV Tropes page, too, that she was using it as a way that if they were to check her blood, oh, yeah, the stuff that he used on Miriam Lass is in her is in her Yeah, so, like, yeah. He, uh, that it was actually Hannibal giving it. Like, her, her alibi would be Hannibal gave it to her. And that's why she's with him. I didn't think of that, and that's pretty genius. Yeah, I didn't think of like, I thought, like, you know, she takes the drugs, and they come and question her, and she's, you know, she's out of her mind, so they can't really get anything yeah. from her. I thought that's what they... And it's a common thing that happens a lot with uh, trafi- uh, women, women who are, yeah, in trafficking. Um, people will drug them up and get them uh, addicted to it, and they mm. need it. And so it's possible she's doing it to herself. So that's her alibi. It'd be forever in her blood system. If she died, it would show up in her bones. It would show up in her hair, showing that she has been drugged for this X amount of time. And that's her alibi for why she's there. Man, she's so clever. Yeah. Well, she has to be. She has to be just as clever as Hannibal to live. Well, and it comes up later, too. Like, I won't spoil anything, but Hannibal does threaten somebody by saying, you've been living on borrowed time. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, I won't say who he says it to, but, like, when it comes up, we'll be like, like Yeah, exactly right. But, uh, but like, uh, he, he, like, he will get them eventually. If they're not mm. in this life, then the next, I think, yeah. I've been reading too much Clive Barker, hence why I'm being so, uh, metho- uh <laughs> I'm being so mythological right now. Sorry, like I said, I played the episode in the background. <laughs> we'll just show up at the museum. <laughs> at the art gallery. Wait, let me jump in the... Oh, no, I want to talk about, uh, freaking, um... The line of the show for me, uh, Mason saying to Margo, you shouldn't have waved your uterus around like a loaded pistol. Like, it's paraphrasing, but it was one of my favorite lines of the episode. I know, what a fucking dad. Uh, and, oh. I, and I find Joe Anderson even more creepy than Michael Pitt. Because at least Michael, Fitt, Michael Pitt's Mason was fun. Joe Anderson's Mason is just going to be a pedophile father of his own incestuous child. I know, but I love Margo, Margo's look in this episode. That curled hair. Eh, so nice. I wish I had yeah, that. Yeah, she looks super pretty. And she kind of like looks done with like, the whole Mason thing. Yeah. Like, she's just like playing along, but not taking him seriously. Yeah, I feel like it's almost the same. Uh, she take, uh, both Margo and Bedelia are taking a page from the same book yeah. on how to survive their captor. So. The ladies in the show are so amazing. I know. They have to be to be to so survive. Alive. Man, yeah, I know. Like, I don't want to speak ill of any uh, woman who's come before and didn't survive a lot of the times, but I feel like it's just sometimes you got to go that extra mile and still be around, right? You got to be that extra bit of paranoid, that extra bit of just ten steps ahead. Like, okay, if I make it to this, I got to do this, and then if I get from there, I got to do this. And how do we? Blah, 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 blah. Well, the <laughs> you know? women who didn't survive did, didn't survive because they found out too much. And they didn't, yeah, like, because they couldn't, like, because, uh, like, freaking uh, Beverly had Hannibal dead to rights with just the stuff mm. in his fridge, right? Yeah. And she went into the bait. And not that there was her fault. She just wanted to make No, no, out. I'm not saying it's yeah. any woman's fault. No, 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 that's not what I mean. I'm just saying, like, I almost feel like Beverly didn't think that extra steps ahead of, after, before going down there. Yeah. Like, she just kind of stayed in the moment. And was like, okay, because... But we could find more stuff. But, like, in her head, like, I don't know, like, I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong, where she thought, like, I'm I'm safe because I'm a cop. Yeah. You know? I know how to fight my way out. Mm. And that's what she had. But at the same time, it feels like... Nope. That <laughs> <laughs> scared me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God! Um, but, no, again, I'm, like, I, like I said, I don't want to speak ill, Ill well of any uh, female character that didn't survive before. But it's just, it almost feels like... And, because uh, I like it's speaking to the theme that's in the show that the psychopaths all together that are surviving the the, the majority of this show yeah and Beverly wasn't so yeah again but again, but again person, yeah. we can throw all kinds of things in there you could say so and so lived and blah, 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 blah. okay fine but it's the people who leave that also like have uh like I can't remember who survives to the end but um, okay, not to spoil things. I do. <laughs> but, but the people who end up surviving are either normal 
or they realize that things are fucked up and they're like, well, screw this, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, like the, it's one of those, like, again, you could speak to the themes in the show of um, those who adapt survive. Yeah. If yeah. you don't adapt, then you die. If you keep thinking... Isn't that the way humans are, though? Yeah. Well, that's nature, yeah. It's like speaking to evolution yes. and whatnot. Like, if you don't adapt, you die. What's that Bear Gorillas thing you posted about the the two... The brother and sister... Like, Celeste posted this. The the brother and sister who were both gay and they were, like, dating, like, uh, a Oh, man. I saw that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, adapt, survive. Where, like, the, like, yeah, they're both gay and the boy's dating his sister's girlfriend and the sister is dating <laughs> the, the brother's yeah. boyfriend. So when they stay over for sleepover, they sleep in the same bed. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like that's very clever. Adapt, <laughs> survive. But you know, sometimes in my head, I'm like, that's funny, but that's also gonna like rip your parents' hearts out. <laughs> so like, at some point, you really gotta just let them know. Let them know. Yeah, <laughs> but I think in that case, they were really, really conservative. That was yeah, why. yeah. That's a, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I get that too. Even if you tell them, they'll still have their hearts ripped out no matter what. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So, and we tell you move out, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of uh, what JJ was talking about, about them in the museum, I saw a fan post a bit of art where what, Will and Hannibal in the museum, but what it would really look like. Yeah, I saw that they're surrounded by people. <laughs> surrounded by tourists. They're trying to say their lines of dialogue, but they keep getting interrupted by tourists everywhere. And they're just sitting there like, um, <laughs> and I thought that's true. Like, how is the uh, this museum completely empty? Yeah. But I'm wondering if it's closed, and oh. that's and Hannibal's being Hannibal just got in there. But that always kills know. me when obviously public places are empty. I know for TV <laughs> yeah, shows or whatever yeah, and movies, it's like, just like how are we just how? Because like, when I went to the the Plaza Hotel in New York with my father, um, the, like uh, in the in Home Alone, they make it look slightly like it, there's still people in there, but it's not like insane. Mm-hmm. We went there and it was insane. There was cars just coming up all the time. Like we went to the Museum of Natural History and like there was so many people there. I was insane. Well, we went on the Saturday too, so that's probably why. But like it, it always kills me. I'm like, it's not that quiet there. It's like if you if you went to a freaking like like game or something. Thing, there'd be so many people there mm-hmm. but i still love that art please link me i can't remember where i saw it <laughs> i think i do i could probably send it to you oh please yes but yeah like in that whole that same scene too one of my favorite lines is in there if i can quote it <laughs> if i saw you every day forever will remember this time of course you would <laughs> and will just fucking smiles he's just like yeah strange seeing you in front of me <laughs> and like you can feel the fans from the back going their hands behind their heads. Now kiss. <laughs> well, the thing I noticed about this scene is that Will is actually smiling. Yeah. And he hasn't really been smiling at all in the season. Well, he did get, like, uh, thrown off a train. Yeah. So he was surviving that cut in, in that knife to the gut and Padilla, uh, Bella's death yeah. and, like, uh, getting thrown from a train yeah. and getting <laughs> shot. I love that so much, too, in there. Where he's like, it's like, how is Chio? She threw me. She threw me off a train. That was my favorite quote. Atta of girl. Show. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like write it down. I like love it so much. I know, I was like one of my favorite lines. That was really nice. Yeah. <laughs> that was Chio. <laughs> but I love that Chio was obviously using those birds she shot as practice for Will. And where did she get that gun? That gun was so cool. Oh, that big ass shotgun. Yeah, I was like, where? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's te- it's a hunting rifle. I'm sure she carries around uh, a so called license to just. Carry it. <laughs> yeah, and it had modifications on it too, like a sight and stuff. There's mm-hmm. a suppressor, I think, mm-hmm. on it. That's what the subtitle said. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it had a silencer, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mar- silencer. <laughs> but Margo and Alana are my favorite pairing. Oh, I love that scene. My Which- ship is happening. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> but mostly because this means that Alana is over Hannibal is now free to kill him. Yay. <laughs> she didn't really show that she had by. Tennessee is so I'm really surprised at this like scene just coming out of nowhere and like hitting me in the face like whoa is that Alana in there? <laughs> <laughs> I know but that's like one of the favorite things I remember even the actresses were, were saying in the sh- that they loved about the show is that no one had to explain that it mm-hmm. just is which is the way life usually is like why do you always have to explain in a one-off line oh I'm bi or whatever mm-hmm. we'll just show you yeah she, she's fluid 
whoever she has a connection yeah, with. Yeah, I don't you know? mind that at all. But I would like to see how it happened. Well, <laughs> like, they, they, they gave each other, like, the eyes but it's like, or something. But it's like, well, they did, actually. Yeah, in the if first you, scenes, yeah. The but first time she meets Margot, apparently, if you watch that with the new lens of what you know to come... Oh. You can see the eye fucking that's happening. Yeah, <laughs> that oh, yeah. Scene. I couldn't remember when they that first meet though. in the stable. Like there's, and if you read the dialogue differently too, when she says like, "You're right if I go through this way," she's like, "This can be your entrance," <laughs> <laughs> you know, like and like you can see her give her the up and down, and you know, it's just like they're checking each other out. You know, they they think the other one's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Might necessarily be, you know, I want to hit that, but. Because you know women are better than that. <laughs> Most of the time, we're we're all like, "Want to fall in love with the mind as well as the booty?" <laughs> yeah, we're 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 almost always like, "God, you're beautiful," like almost in a complimentary way right away. And then after you keep looking at it, you think about it, it gestates for a mm. minute, and then women are like, eh, "Probably go out with you." <laughs> and then you chat, you you learn a few things about each other, and then it's like automatic. It's like, ah, well, like, go out with you. Too, and that's like <laughs> you can see that exchange with this new knowledge. Watch that scene again. That new knowledge, watch their exchange. Now you can see it underneath. I just like love this little dating advice. Or is that just <laughs> me? Or is that just me? The way no, I think. It's just like it really shows how like women are um, when they like find someone attractive, but it's like it's oh, more like beautiful. Yeah, it's the, yeah, it's more like oh, I find them like beautiful, but that's like that's it. Like they don't like mm. oh, I want to sleep with this person like right away. Like get well, yeah. in my pants. They're like oh, you're beautiful. All right, let's go this way. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> the way most most women anyway. I find think they don't think sex right away. They almost always think oh, this is a person I can go on a date with. This is a person I can connect with, or this is a person I can be their friend. You know, like you th- you think relationship first, <laughs> not booty. Yeah. yeah, like you still think they're beautiful and attractive. That's fine. That's always like. That's always a given. I yeah. think with any person that uh, you want to connect with, usually you have to find them pleasing to the eye. Well, and I think too, like she, uh, Alana, has seen how Mason mistreats Margot, hmm. and I think that breeds a little bit of uh, protectiveness in Alana. Like, because it's something like if I was working for some horrible guy and I saw how he mistreated like this this woman who had no like. Hmm. No real like no way to protect herself from him. Like then I would probably like be more willing to be like at least at first their friend. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like and it just drives me nuts though because I think that their relationship sprouts from their their mutual hatred of Mason Mm -hmm. at least at first. Probably their mutual disgust for him. Like it's very possible that the scene just came up for me. (laughs) Like I really love the imagery of that. I totally love the the duality. Well, and it's not exploitative either. No, yeah. Like it's very poetic. It's very like, they almost look like paintings, you know, of Mm -hmm. women. Like it's not overtly sexual. It's not super geeky. I like that it shows that they're like one person, especially at the last scene. Hmm, Which is most usually the people's metaphor when people are having sex, you become one person oh, yeah and related so. to that though like it's not the the dark oilness of will and hannibal it's like the mutual like melding together of them rather mm-hmm. like it seems more it's, natural than yeah. like hannibal and wills which is more like clashing like i don't know it, it, it sounds like a metaphor for well, no like it <laughs> continues with the theme when they were still in the 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 art gallery and will has that line you and i have begun to blur it's just, it's continuing that theme with uh, Margot and uh, uh, Alana. Alana. It's just, they were able to come to that re- realization faster, probably because they're women. Yeah, they don't <laughs> fuck around. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not afraid to explore those themes. It's like, are we into each other? Is this a thing? Maybe we should. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's probably what's going on there. But, like, men are almost always, like, kind of idiots half the time. No. <laughs> I I wouldn't put it past something that took them three seasons to realize that. Do we like each other? Well, like it's funny too because like if you see like one of my best friends is gay and uses grinder, and if you see some of the if you see some of the things that men post to other men and what women post to other women when they're trying to get together, Mm. it's fucking horrifying because men are just like yeah no Asian sort of thing and they're just like a bunch of asses and women are just like oh yeah I thought she was pretty and like I I, like we're friends. like so long to like message back and forth like mm-hmm. it would be weeks before a date happened <laughs> yeah, exactly. but it's like i really like this episode because like i am slightly but well no i am 
probably. Like, <gasps> I've known since I was, like, a teenager. Aww. So, but it's more because, like, I had a massive crush on Nicole Kidman in Batman Forever, and I'm like, <laughs> maybe I like girls! <laughs> like, so, and so the scene made me feel a little bit, a bit better about that, because, like, a, a lot of people do like to um, discredit uh, a woman if she's bisexual, because they're like, oh, yeah, you can't get a dude. That's why you don't wanna, or mm. you've been hurt by dudes. That's why you don't want to date another guy. Mm. And I'm like, that's not true though, because it's like I'm more attracted to people in terms of their their knowledge and their mindset and whether mm. we get get honest people. Because yeah. like like beauty fades. Really? It's true. It's really all about it's a it's a connection. It's more mm. than physical half the time. It's also got to be emotional and mental. Exactly. Like because it's like um like it's but it's like important to, yeah. to speak to that though there still should be some kind of physical connection especially if you're a person who does need sex mm-hmm. i feel like you still need to like it's like having a something yummy like candy you gotta <laughs> like that flavor you know? <laughs> for example i'll happily tell that uh, i thought for a while that i might be bisexual so i did actually have a time with a lady or two yeah. and um i remember a few days after i was thinking about it and i was just like yeah not for me. <laughs> like, it was fine. Like, we both had, had our time together. But. Many people should try that out if they are, like, curious. That's why the term yeah. bi-curious is there. Yeah, exactly. So I was bi-curious. Uh, <laughs> so I was going to quote Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first lady <laughs> I went... The first lady we went all the way, you know. Whereas the second lady was more like petting and kissing. <laughs> and that's because after that first time I thought, maybe it's because we were drunk. <laughs> the second time I wasn't drunk. And so I was, like, genuinely, okay. Am I into this? And I was like, you know, it was nice, but no, not my flavor. I guess I actually am legit blonde heterosexual. So <laughs> sure enough, I am. I, I so. think it depends on the person for me because I did fall in love with a girl once, and like, it, well, mm. it was more like, a, yeah, I was a fall in love. That's with true. Person. I might maybe just I didn't meet the right girl. Yeah, <laughs> I met my husband first. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> so, right. I just haven't met the right girl. That's, no, that's very true. <laughs> Yeah, like I fell in love with this girl I met in Australia, and like I still, I still, Australia. I still think she's cute, and Aww. so like I really like her. And but like we're both U two fans. Like I hope she doesn't listen to this, but like I, we're both really big U two fans, so I don't think that we could work that out because like yeah, U two is my heart, people. Like I can't mm. share that with anybody. But it's like um, I really like I, I was really worried about like fandom's reaction to Alana being. Bi, mm. like confirmed by on the show because I know people who are like who do say that like it's not so much a thing with men but with women people are like oh yeah they're just doing it to hit on guys mm. and I'm like oh, eh. <laughs> so it just bothers me that part and earlier to our discussion from earlier about um, how uh, women love is more accepted than men love that's just like it's something that always bothers me too it's like oh yeah two hot chicks can make out and stuff but like the second you get even guys making googly eyes at each other it's like NC-17 well again I think it's just the conditioning that a lot of our entertainment mediums have and who actually has control of it mm-hmm. so even literary TV film uh, music is all mostly dominated by men so a lot of that feeling that it's okay that a woman, woman can do whatever, but it's not okay that men, men, whatever. I feel like it's just conditioning, I find, a lot of the time. Because, mm. you know, I read occasional stories where, you know, parents are like, you know, they're uh, originally they're, they object to having a, a gay or bi child. But then after a while, like, reconnecting with their kid, relearning who they really are now in this new context, you know, it's just, they're more, they become more flexible. They start deprogramming that original thinking they have mm-hmm. and I find hopefully within the future with more women behind writing I programming like film that's TV actually is happening but yeah. seeing like little hints here and there mm-hmm. if, especially with the internet like mm-hmm. people like well if they feel like they're like you know by curious or even like asexual how mm-hmm. I learned I looked on the internet, I was like, oh, wait, this sounds like me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly, and I feel like there's a whole new generation coming up, especially like, if you look at, look at this freaking podcast, where there's, <laughs> where there's women who are generally like into like <laughs> these kinds of pairings and whatever. <laughs> so I feel like a whole new generation's coming up of just being more accepting. So well, it's not unfortunately, it'll, deal, just, yeah. it'll just probably take another, or to another 50 years to finally wean out the old generation of that type of thinking, and the next one will be 
much more the better. Old generation is fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the old like, guard yeah. is passing through, which is bizarre because like every generation thinks they invented sex. Like, and there was like <laughs> right? there was like bi people, or there was gay people, there was like people doing all kinds of crazy things in the twenties yeah. and in the Roman era and stuff. And it just drives me nuts because I'm like every generation thinks the previous one was like Puritans and stuff. But, yeah, it's like you were. <laughs> this comes, it ebbs and flows. Now, speaking of which, now we're at the scene where uh, so again it's playing in the background. I pause. It, uh, where uh, Hannibal's taking the bullet out of uh, Will's oh, shoulder. Oh yeah, and why is Will acting like he's never been shot before? He got gutted by Hannibal. I just, just, wanted, to, I just wanted to point out. I just wanted to tell you something so funny. Okay, so uh, I was scrolling through Tumblr one time and somebody took the scene and took out the music. <laughs> so all it is is just Will. <sighs> I, I actually didn't notice there's a lot of panting and then and then they left just the dialogue right there they're like watch this scene or like even better just listen to the scene <laughs> so you play it and it's just like holy shit it does sound like stuff especially when especially when fucking will goes no 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 no, no. and i was like oh my god uh, fandom does that a lot because there's a scene where uh, Chilton uh, makes really mewy like sounds. Yeah, somebody, right, right. Somebody isolated the audio, and I was like, I hate you. Well, I guess, I guess, uh, yeah. I've never seen that, but that's because you know I don't fave Chilton. I will find it. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, there's stuff like that. <laughs> And I just remember the first time I heard that, I swear, I, got, I was like, blushing, I so. started blushing and I was just like, oh my God. You're <laughs> blushing right now. Thank Isolated you. I blame the wine. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, like, uh, uh, let's see, hold on. So uh, I'm going to push play so I can get past the scene or something. The scene <laughs> reminds me of Hannibal stabbing Will in the Hannibal film because they were both needlessly sexual. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there was like a scene where... Like Will went forward and like Hannibal like actually like embraced. Him. Oh yeah, because yeah. he's taken off his shirt and it's like feeling that uh, that trauma of and feeling his arm move. Yeah. Like gentle. Yeah, it was pretty gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, it'll it'll come it'll come again later. Uh, a scene that happens later in the season. People usually pull this scene and there's another one too when. Um, from the earlier stuff when he's drugging Will. And then there's another oh, scene. Oh, the scene where he shoves the pipe down his throat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, they were comparing it saying, they were comparing this gift set saying, every time Hannibal forced a, a like a hug, Will. Whereas the scene that'll come later, Will is actually hugging Hannibal. And that's when we can finally, canonly say, uh, Will accepted Hannibal in whatever this weird context is. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to spoil, but I'm just <laughs> speaking to a theme a common theme that you'll see throughout the show where it's always Hannibal, almost like a weird, like this again speaks to the freaking uh, alpha omega beta stuff. <laughs> this is almost why Hannibal's popularly made alpha in almost all the fan fiction. It's it's actually kind of hard to find Will as an alpha. It's very, it's very interesting. I'm like, you can tell where a lot of, yeah, like, where a lot of fandom Yeah, this is supposed to be dark, though, so you think he'll be more... Mm. Sexually, he'd be the top, yeah. He'll be like an alpha, but he's still... Yeah, he's still pretty kind of, uh, yeah, he's still kind of complacent sometimes. Well, like, uh, that reminds me, because, like, uh, speaking to men having sex scenes, like, uh, freaking Brian Fuller got to do that in American Gods, where the djinn got to have, like, a really explicit sex scene with another man, and I'm mm. like, man, that should have been an animal. <laughs> but anyway, like, okay, so now that uh, that scene's done, we moved into uh, Hannibal uh, getting ready to, you know, chop off Will's head. Yeah, it's like, I'm getting turned on over here. <laughs> I don't know if anyone noticed that that table is actually Hannibal's table. From, from, from Baltimore? From, yeah, from Baltimore. Oh. That's his table. That's like the only thing he bought with him. <laughs> yeah, but no, like, that's the thing, though. I don't think it actually is. It's just in this it's weird... similar way. It's oh, this okay. fantasy scene, because, you know, it gets really warpy and trippy and, like, kind of ink blotty. Yeah, um, so this is actually what Will is... sees is that table. It's oh, not okay. actually... Hannibal's table isn't actually there in Europe. Oh, wait. Before we get on to this, I wanted to do the... Under the Table True Crime Oh, segment. yeah, the Under the Table True Crime <laughs> Before we run out of time. So for this week's Under the Table True Crime segment, I wanted to provide an update on a subject we covered a few episodes back. So this episode is an update on Bruce MacArthur, the serial killer in Toronto that is mm. currently in the news. So when we last talked about MacArthur, he had been banned from the Toronto gay village in the early 2000s for assaulting a prostitute. In January of this year, 2008, 
Arthur was charged with the murder of seven men tied to the Toronto Gay Village, some of the remains of which were found in planters and gardens where MacArthur had worked as a landscaper. Early last month in March, the Toronto police released a photo of a man they believed was murdered by MacArthur. According to Vice News, the police released the photo as they had exhausted all other avenues of identifying the man. You can find the photo online, but it was really unnerving. In the photo, the man's eyes are nearly shut, his mouth is parted, and he is wearing a grey shirt. He appears to be of Middle Eastern ancestry and is obviously deceased in the photo. A source within the police told CBC News that the photo was a part of a large cache of photos from MacArthur's computer of possible victims. Mm. More than 70 possible identities were submitted to police, and on Friday, April the 13th, a few days before we recorded this podcast, the man's identity was confirmed. The police will not release his information until the Mexican is notified, but did confirm that the man may not be from Toronto. Mm. Uh, the search for evidence will continue in May, according to the CBC, with renewed searches of properties linked to MacArthur. The police plan to search 75 private and public properties with the assistance of canine units. The police are also looking into cold case files dating back to the 1970s involving gay men who were killed in Toronto's downtown after leaving bars popular in the LGBT community. I've also located interviews with men who have had encounters with MacArthur who speak about his terrible temper. One story from the Toronto Sun looks at how MacArthur blew up after finding out various people in the gay village were warning others about him. Robert James, a man who was being romantically pursued by MacArthur, said he was getting the hint that maybe it might be, like, James was getting the hints that maybe it might be best to keep his distance from the accused killer. I'll be polite, but that will be it, he said to himself. Mm. MacArthur started freaking out. Why don't you like me, he said, and turned red and became more and more upset. James added, I told him I didn't want coffee and had heard disturbing stories about him. MacArthur exploded in a gay-bashing tirade. He said, I'm tired of these fucking F-words telling stories about me. Why do they hate me so much? It was clear he had anger issues. James said, adding, then he screamed at me. You're just like the rest of them. You think I'm crazy. James went on to mention that, from what he knew, sexual encounters with MacArthur never ended well. So you can expect more news to come out, especially when they are going to start searching the properties with canine units. Because, like, uh, they think there's a lot more bodies out there, so mm. keep your eyes out. But yeah, that photo was the scariest thing I'd ever seen. Like, I don't know if you saw it, JJ, but they released it on um, CBC News last month, and just the photo like they never ever release photos of deceased people hmm. and yeah they just posted that one and i was just like that's the creepiest thing i've ever seen mm. yeah they'll look it up we'll no, look it up but, but, but if uh, we're thinking of the same guy like uh the killer guy he's he's like a white guy with a beard right? yeah he's like a santa claus yeah. looking guy yeah i know right like apparently they re- released a newer picture recently a lot of people were pissed about it because it's him Standing like against a majestic background, there's a fucking rainbow. Behind I've him. seen it, yeah. <laughs> there's a rainbow oh, vine. Like, really? Is that like a recent picture? I'm not sure, but I just know it was like, why would you put the nicest picture of a person who's killed, who's killed people how many least. people, right? <laughs> it's just like, it's like uh, I don't know. It's just, it's again, it's one of those weird it's double just, standards yeah. that happens. Because he's a white dude, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, it's a white guy. We must treat so him nicely. when they do that. Or, like, crimes white people did, and they just, it was, like, the nicest photo mm-hmm. of them. And, like, if, like, a black person, like, they, like, did, like, a very small crime, but they chose, like, the wrong, the, just to show, like, that they're not a good person when they are yeah. actually are a good person. Yeah. It's, like, it's so... They show I, that mugshot, or they show, like, the worst picture of them. Yeah, you know? exactly. And when there's, like, like, so many, like, nicer pictures they could have chose. That's mm-hmm. why I've been making myself feel better by watching videos on YouTube of uh, affluent white people... Uh, giving mouth to the cops by saying you haven't you haven't my consent to take me to take my license blah 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 and then they get tased by the cops appropriately so I'm like yeah <laughs> that's my way of getting around I guess <laughs> they had to show a compilation of like we do tase white people what <laughs> make you feel better I'll do it again remember when we talked in the first few episodes about how we wanted to be tased at least once in that was you not I, me. I didn't agree to that yeah that was just you okay well you guys can tase me I want to see what it's like. <laughs> Well, first I need to go take... Can you get one in Canada? Oh, you legally, you probably can't. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, that's oh. the lovely thing about Canada and our gun and weapon control. <laughs> we don't get access to tasers. Yeah. I was just thinking about getting a taser today, too. <laughs> really? Yeah, well, just, I was walking through downtown. I was like, huh, maybe I should have a taser in case something happens. Just <laughs> use your keys. Like, use your keys and your knuckles. And you can tell the co- when the cops inevitably say, like, hey, y'all, give me assault of that guy. You can be like, 
I just had my keys in my hand and I like he was just there and he startled well, me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, because you're not allowed to beat up a person. It's stupid. Like we said it on the podcast before, yeah, but you yeah. have to. You only use enough force to get away. So I'm if I'm taking out an eye, I'm taking out an eye. Please don't use this in in future arrests. <laughs> but yeah, you know. What I'm, <laughs> but um, if I had been Jack coming into Hannibal's apartment, I would have started firing the second I got in. <laughs> so, I know you didn't know. Where <laughs> Me, though <laughs> but that feels like i feel like a jack thing would do it just like it's so american too it's like bang 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 ask questions later <laughs> that's my thing shoot first shoot later and ask questions when we're done <laughs> so was that shield the guest of honor before you know she turned around i don't know no i think he was always planning for jack to arrive again it's one of those things that kind of bugs me in the hannibal universe <laughs> and tv is for some they don't explain how hannibal guessed that jack was coming other than he gambled that he would show up, so he set up another table setting. But I just love how it always makes him look like the ultimate predator. It's like, mm. you just know. And it's like, like, we won't explain it on how, the rim, Like, he didn't he know, know he was actually coming, but he's like, oh, that would be so cool if he actually did come. Yeah. <laughs> he might have been <laughs> here, so cool. Yeah, if he didn't show up, he'd be like, that's okay, Will's, Will's uh, drugged, and I could always lie afterwards. <laughs> But then uh, why was Chio there? Did it, does it explain? I think she was going to come in and like confront him. I think maybe. Or yeah, just, they don't quite explain what her motivations were, other than just to maybe just see Anna, Hannibal again, Annabelle, and tell him to go away. <laughs> see yeah, Annabelle. She was, she was going with um, her plan to like cage him. She's like, all right, this is the night. I'm going to get him. Yeah, we got to take him down. Yeah. But then she saw someone with a gun. She's like, oh, okay, going. Down. Yeah, <laughs> turning around, going downstairs. But knowing what he knows about Hannibal, why didn't he just like if it had been me? I would have went in there with broken bottles taped to my wrists. Like, that's what I would have wanted to do. Like, it's terrible. Well, How do you explain what? Uh, wouldn't have worked because he, he, he was on for his ankles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have uh, I hate whenever, like, someone's, like, foot tendons get... Yeah, uh, that's I, what I, I feel it every time. I gasp aloud when Hannibal striked. Fuck this show. Because, <laughs> 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 like, I, uh, yeah, like, if anything having to do with, with, the, with uh, Kelly's tendons fucking destroys mm-hmm. me like they did that in pet cemetery where he bit the guy's tenant i was like <laughs> oh, it terrible. was a funny thing too like they never even explain where hannibal gets all his medical supplies yeah i have that written in here <laughs> where did he get those? like in the in the movies they explain they just show him walking into a hospital he puts on a white coat <laughs> and he takes one and he literally like he's like he grabs a wheelchair and pretending shopping and he starts throwing shit on the chair and just like he steals it. It's a one-off. It's a scene that literally lasts like five to ten seconds. Well, and he's not stealing narcotics, so like it's not like well, anyone's yeah. care. He's yeah. just stealing medical equipment. So which I'm guessing is... he's doing the same thing. Where like, it's just like you see this shot of Jack. The scene's up right now. Uh, he's about to cut uh, Will's head open, um, and you can see those IV bags hanging. He's even got the proper yeah. hook for it. Like who the hell thinks ahead enough to get the I guess it's I guess it's because he's a he's a doctor, but still it's like I don't know. It's like when did he have the time to do that if he's already trying to be this weird professor in a museum? Yeah, it's like so. he just whips them out as the plot needs, is what I said. But like, okay, speaking of which, this is a really cool scene, seeing that blood drip drippy all up over yeah. his head open. But I was like, I don't care how friggin' drugged up you are, how do you not feel that pressure on your skull? Yeah, that's what I wrote in here. Um, like Will's just like. Huh? Like, Hannibal <laughs> looks fucking terrifying with that saw. Just his determination is fucking scary to behold. Like, because he just takes it out and he's like... Yeah, just I, fucking actually, gives her, I right? I felt so betrayed when he started doing that to Will. Just because of how gay this episode was. I was like, I thought, I thought you cared enough too. for him not to do that. <laughs> like, I swear, if there's any moment in this entire show, since its beginning... That Hannibal looked fucking crazy... Was this Was one? this moment. Was where you finally believe and see it. He's I fucking crazy because he wants to eat Will so that he can be free of him. Who comes up with that logic? <laughs> like, I, I believe I mentioned this in a previous episode. Who makes that connection? It's like, how do I free myself from Will? Gotta eat him. Gotta eat him. <laughs> <laughs> like, like before, like, you could kind of accept how uh, he's like, you know, I'll eat people because I will improve them. I'll, I, I'd be kind of like, okay, I guess. But this one where it's like, how do I free myself? Yes, that makes sense. I shall continue playing the piano now. <laughs> he'll be part of me forever. You know? yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, it's he'll like, live inside me forever. <laughs> it's like, it's the, uh, the 
that's why Jeffrey Dahmer did it because he wanted them to live it, live with him forever. That's what he wanted. Well, right, like that's like that's a perfect example. That might be his train of thought for all. Like, I'll bet you, like, had he succeeded, killed killed Will and all this, and you know, actually ate him, I bet you there would have been a brief mourning period of like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done did that. <laughs> oh I well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well but you know being Hannibal he, then he would have got over it but still it's just like it's like that one that got away well, we kind seen, of we I seen Hannibal him. scared angry well not scared but like concerned angry we've never seen him full on psychopath like cause this was him like yeah I gotta take his brain yeah I know right <laughs> like, like this, oh. this is the epitome of just and of just Fucking crazy. Because like, when he when he's like this, it's the scariest thing. Like when he did that to Beverly, where he just shut off the lights and chased her down. Yeah, that oh, just yeah, looks that, that was looks super scary. That was almost like a weird predatory thing, but mm-hmm. you almost felt like you, or maybe it was just me. <laughs> you felt you understood because there was an intruder in his territory, as as legal as it is, but there was someone in his home. So in a weird way, you could argue, <laughs> like, it's like oh, yeah, he's, he's doing allowed. the right thing, yeah. right? attacking them it's a weird way but here you can't explain anything cutting someone's head open it's like how (laughs) but anyway then i love how we jump to the end where mason's got his prize yeah where where we just suddenly jump to him like they're hanging upside down and how uncomfortable that probably was to shoot and the second that you see the pigs and you know where they are yeah and then it's like holy shit but like again it pisses you off or it leaves you hanging i was angry because it's you know, it's like they did this scene where like Will's blood is going everywhere. It's like, oh shit, he's dying. He's and dead. Then <laughs> it goes like straight to the next scene, and they're like in America now or something. I know, right? It and it's like, like he, how, he didn't explain this. To <laughs> I me. know. The first time I saw that, I was like, how? And fuck you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was mad. And then, then we'll cut it off there. But Tune I, in next week. But I just thought, like, you could tell that I was just happy. I was like, yeah! <laughs> Take it to the Mason! <laughs> but that's what I wrote here. Let's fuck some shit up. Because I was just like, oh, he's got Hannibal. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah. He's got his piggy. So the next episode is when we find out what's going to happen. Mm. And I'm very happy for it because, like, finally after all this like longing looks and like not even holding hands, <laughs> yeah. like Victorian era crap, we get to see. Like, how this shit gonna go down? I'm excited. Okay. I don't know where that voice came from. It was the wine, <laughs> but I'm, deep, deep, <laughs> I'm just swirling my brandy right now. <laughs> I am really excited for the next episode because next episode is like my favorite episode. Is it? Well, one of my favorites. Uh, well, three. I think yeah. we're near the conclusion of this arc and we're yeah. close to the next one, so that's probably why I see it. Yeah. Well, and I like this episode because I freaking love Mason. I too, my yeah. Character. He's a really good classic villain character. Well, and of course, because he's like, he, you. Have, who do you make worse than Hannibal? This guy. Yeah. Because Hannibal is like, because like, at least when compared to Mason, I prefer Hannibal. Because at least Hannibal wouldn't kill you immediately. Like, it was like, oh yeah, it'll be better to kill you when you're happy. <laughs> so, go away. <laughs> and I'll come for you in the night. Won't be tomorrow. Won't be the next day. Mm. But soon. But <laughs> so, so anyway. Yeah. So we come to the end of the show. Yeah. What yeah. was your favorite part of this episode and why? A favorite and least favorite. Celeste. My favorite, of course, is Elena and Margot scene. Oh. I kind of want to watch, I'm not watch, I want to read fanfics. I kind of don't want to until I finish the show in case, you know, spoilers happen. That's a good idea. But so fanfiction, yeah, will be folded. If you guys want to recommend me some fanfics, oh, definitely yeah. send it my way. I'll try and find ones that aren't spoily. Least favorite? Least favorite? The saw scene. <laughs> oh, God, I was cringing so bad. Who's hearing that? And also, like, the cliffhanger. I was so angry about that. How dare they do that to me? <laughs> Just to piss you off. Yeah. All right, JJ, your turn. Favorite and least favorite? Well, obviously, my fa- Well, okay, I have two favorites. Okay. It's the them in the art gallery, that whole conversation. And then, of course, you know, with the, the bullet. <laughs> and just hearing that whole theme. No, me is I'm gay that way. <laughs> gay for audio. Yeah. Um, least favorite... Um, I guess, yeah, it would have to be that ending scene where it's just, 
you know, because I'm a big fan of Hannibal. Fucking love Hannibal. But, like, there's, like, you can't deny it. It's there. How did they get two people across the country? (laughs) Well, not even that. It's like, that doesn't bother me. Like, whatever. Mason's rich. He could do whatever. You can pay anybody to do anything. You can get something in two days from Amazon, you know. (laughs) Or next day if you pay enough. But anyway, it's just, the entire scene just makes Hannibal look crazy. And it's, like, makes me kind of sad going, oh, disappointment in him. <laughs> oh yeah, right? Because he says earlier where he's like, psychopaths aren't crazy. They know fully well what they do. Well, and I think I'm he like, did in that case too. Like, well, it makes no, sense not true. in his head, yeah. Well, exactly. It still makes sense to him. He's fully aware of what will happen and its consequences. He probably even knows that he'll probably be bummed afterwards. But he'll get over it because he, he's a psychopath. <laughs> he'll get over it. But at the same time too, just that whole logic is just fucking crazy I can't. I can't hashtag fucking crazy I can't put anything else no that's my least favorite I just love that that you're like I gotta eat him <laughs> yeah it's just like I gotta do it it's the only way it's the only way that makes sense gotta eat him it's like I can move on yeah. from now on whenever uh, I'm talking about getting into film festivals I'll be like well how do we get into TIFF JJ gotta eat him <laughs> yeah, it's like I just I, I, I gotta kill all of TIFF and eat him we gotta eat the short programmer we'll be together for <laughs> was the ending because I'm like the Ooh. second you see the the second you see the feet you know where they are you know mm. that they're they're in Mason's territory and it was just really cool because I'm like how the fuck did he get in there who the fuck is <laughs> so, I'm like why does he have Will with him because like he doesn't need Will there but he's gonna take he's gonna take Will and we find out why Hmm. next episode and it was just yeah. so cool to me i'm just like least favorite was probably the purple pros of this of this season because it's like i get it will and hannibal are the same person like like mm. let them fuck like that's what i want <laughs> <laughs> just get to the point because <laughs> like, i am not a person just that's bone already <laughs> just yeah, right? bump sticks <laughs> but i just really want them like because i think like if they actually did do something it would be nice oh what the hell is that i was a motorcycle a motorcycle? Okay, wow, this mic is awesome. <laughs> you heard a mouse broke, break wind. <laughs> Alright, sorry, go ahead. Oh, but yeah, like the. I just didn't like the pros. Like, I mm. think that they're getting ahead of. Like, I'm kind of glad the end of this arc is the next episode. So mm. it's like, it's really cool to me. Like, and then we get some up favorite, even though I haven't seen it since the first season, uh, since the first time I watched it. So I'm really excited to see mm. what happens. If it's still as good as I remember. Because, like, The Red Dragon is my favorite book. And yeah, I got a lot of. We know. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to be there the whole time. I'm going to be like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm just going to be so screaming. Even though I wanted Michael Shannon to play Francis Dollarhide, not, uh, but Richard yeah. Armitage was really a good, a good thing. Fines did an okay job in the movie, but I'm kind of like, yeah. <laughs> but in the, in the, sh- in the TV show, I think he did fucking awesome. Yeah. He did a really good job for playing a man who has to be shy, but is like, like, Still tormented by the fact by his childhood, like mm. it was really cool. Yeah. But anyway, we'll get to, we'll get to it. It'll be good. But where can we find you guys on the things? You can find me on Tumblr in Instagram at Satuma S A T U M W A H. Sometimes I post art on there, so if you want to check out my stuff, go ahead. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr as JJ Neeps, J J N E E P S, or you can find me on Instagram as JJ Neepin Films. And you can find me as honey underscore child on Twitter, uh, honey dash child on Tumblr. And you can find us as HHibachi on Twitter, which JJ is now running because I could not do it. (laughs) (laughs) Animal 20 Hibachi on Tumblr, which is a little bit more updated just because I love posting the fan art that I find. Mm. And yeah, shout out to uh, Not Diverse Disease, uh, Camille Rotten. She posted those cool... uh, Hannibal as Ramstein songs. No, she do Mads's. Mads Mads's as Ramstein songs. And yeah. It was so cool. I really loved it. And I was trying to get her to do Book Dick, but I'm not sure she's going to do it. But I no, so. she's she's very, um, she'll do whatever she wants. Oh, yeah, exactly. But please do Book Dick. That was really cool. And do uh, Pussy, too. That was, was really good, too. <laughs> but, but anyway, we will be back next week, hopefully, and we will see <laughs> what happens. <laughs> But yeah, I'm really excited for the next episode so we can find out whose brain is getting eaten, not Will's. Num num num. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.